I am Thomas Solomon, and you are listening to the VO2 Podcast. Caffeine is a stimulant with neurological and metabolic effects. Taking caffeine before or during a session or race is likely to meaningfully boost your performance during endurance, strength and speed-based events. Caffeine supplementation is effective even in folks who habitually use it. But don't stop there, stay with me to hear more. Caffeine is a psychoactive drug that acts as a stimulant. While caffeine plays a role in calcium transport in muscle cells, it primarily affects your central nervous system by preventing adenosine binding to its receptors. This essentially blocks the motivation-dampening effects of adenosine, allowing motivating neurotransmitters like dopamine to continue to be released. But caffeine has side effects, which can include a speedy heart rate, tachycardia, heart palpitations, headache, insomnia, pissing more, nervousness, gastrointestinal problems, and so on. If you develop any such symptoms as a consequence of caffeine intake before, during, or after races, you're probably using too much. These side effects, combined with frequent media stories about the risks of caffeine-containing high-sugar energy drinks, begs the important question, is caffeine dangerous? A 2017 systematic review of the potential adverse effects of caffeine concluded that consumption of up to 400 milligrams of caffeine per day in healthy adults is not associated with overt adverse cardiovascular effects, behavioural effects, reproductive and developmental effects, acute effects or bone status. Evidence also supports consumption of up to 300 milligrams of caffeine per day in healthy pregnant women as an intake that is generally not associated with adverse reproductive and developmental effects. Meanwhile, a 2017 umbrella review of meta-analyses concluded that coffee consumption seems generally safe within usual levels of intake and a 2022 systematic review of the side effects of caffeine supplementations in sport concluded that athletes using caffeine supplementation to enhance performance should be aware of both benefits and risks associated with the use of this substance in the sports context. And that, from a practical perspective, supplementation with 3 mg per kilogram body weight of caffeine may be the dose of choice to combine the ergogenic benefits of caffeine with a low prevalence of side effects. So, based on the evidence, caffeine is generally safe for most people if used within the recommended amounts. Therefore, it is no surprise that a lot of people use caffeine as a way to start and continue their day. Bonjour coffee. By extension, since endurance athletes are also people, we can assume that many athletes also indulge in a daily caffeine fix. But we can be more objective and examine the epidemiology. A survey of 24,000 adults in the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, the NHANES study, 
found that 89% of US adults consume caffeine daily. Meanwhile, a 2022 survey of 254 endurance athletes found that 85% of athletes reported daily caffeine consumption in beverages, 41% reported multiple daily caffeine intake, but only 24% reported purposefully using caffeine supplements prior to or during sessions and races. So, the important question, does caffeine increase your performance? What do the systematic reviews say? Caffeine taken either 60 to 90 minutes before exercise or before and during exercise lowers RPE during exercise, including during sustained high-intensity exercise. Caffeine taken either 60 to 90 minutes before exercise or before and during exercise improves endurance performance during time trials and time to exhaustion efforts, muscle strength, jumping and maximal power during very short duration efforts. For endurance exercise in hot conditions, greater than or equal to 30 degrees Celsius, the beneficial effects of pre-exercise caffeine ingestion persist with only trivial incremental effects on the exercise-induced rise in core temperature. In skill-based sports, caffeine decreases the time taken to complete agility tests. During team sport matches, caffeine increases total running distance, distance covered at sprint velocity, and the number of during match sprints. The magnitude of the effect of caffeine is generally greater for aerobic exercise intensities compared to anaerobic type exercise intensities. Caffeine added to carbohydrate intake during endurance exercise further improves performance versus carbohydrates alone. Most work in this field has studied males and work studying females is sparse. That said, the current meta-analytical evidence shows that caffeine improves performance, muscular strength and endurance, in women, more female-specific work is needed. Cytochrome P450-1A2 is the enzyme responsible for about 95% of caffeine metabolism. This enzyme is coded by the CYP1A2 gene, since folks can be slow or fast metabolizers of caffeine, depending on the specific genotype of this gene they have, this might influence caffeine's performance-enhancing effects. The current evidence shows some support for this. Some, but not all studies, find that the AA genotype, fast caffeine metabolizers, gain greater benefit from caffeine. But the genotype effects are small and inconsistent. More work is needed in this area. Recent work has examined mouth rinsing with caffeine as an alternative to ingestion. For performance-enhancing effects, some studies say yay, but many say nay. So ingesting caffeine is the way to guarantee its effectiveness. Lab studies most often use isolated powdered caffeine, but in the real world we drink coffee. So you might wonder, 
Does coffee have the same performance-enhancing effect as isolated caffeine? When standardised to the amount of caffeine, yes, coffee has the same effect. But the tricky thing is the amount of caffeine in coffee. The average cup of coffee is said to contain around 100 milligrams of caffeine. Since the performance-enhancing dose of caffeine is within 3 to 6 milligrams per kilogram body weight, this means that two cups of coffee, approximately 200 milligrams of caffeine, should provide about 3 milligrams per kilogram caffeine for a person weighing about 70 kilos. But the caffeine content in coffee is highly variable, influenced by the type of coffee bean, the preparation method and the size of the cup. Consequently, caffeine concentrations vary between different coffee brands and even within the same brand. Therefore, the amount of caffeine in an average cup of coffee is an estimate with large margins of error. For general training, the performance-enhancing two cups of coffee rule of thumb might be fine. But if you're looking to exploit the performance-enhancing effect of caffeine for a race, it might be better to use a sports nutrition product with a known measured amount of caffeine. Since so many folks consume caffeine in coffee, tea and other drinks, you might wonder, does chronic caffeine use alter caffeine's acute performance-enhancing effects? In 2019, Craig Pickering and John Keeley posed that exact question, concluding that habitual caffeine users may have a lesser performance-enhancing effect of caffeine, but this can be likely remedied by taking a slightly higher dose than the habitual dose. They also noted that short-term caffeine withdrawal prior to key events does not enhance the acute performance-enhancing effect of caffeine in folks who are habituated to caffeine. They also made the highly relevant point that, given the individual response to caffeine, both in terms of habituation and ergogenesis, athletes should experiment with various doses and timing strategies when using caffeine to enhance performance. Caffeine is so potent it might be banned if discovered today, but caffeine-containing plants have been used by humans since the dawn of breakfast. Consequently, caffeine intake has become socially acceptable, is safe for most people, and is so widely used that it would be impossible to regulate. Therefore, caffeine has become a monitored substance that is legal in the eyes of WADA and not currently on their prohibited list for in or out of competition use. However, always check the rules of your governing body, stay up to date with developments on WADA's prohibited list, and check the rules of your race. If you choose to use caffeine, a reasonable dose is 3 to 6 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram body weight 30 to 60 minutes before a session or a race. This is equivalent to approximately 1 to 2 cups of coffee but this estimate can be massively biased by coffee type and preparation method. Taking more doesn't necessarily mean a bigger effect. Taking more also increases the risk of side effects. To conclude, there's lots of evidence to suggest 
that taking caffeine before a session or a race is likely to boost your performance during endurance, strength and speed-based events. The effect size ranges from small for short high maximal intensity efforts to moderate to large for endurance tasks. During exercise caffeine intake is also likely to boost your performance but there is insufficient knowledge to recommend a specific repeated caffeine dosing regimen during exercise. If you choose to supplement, only choose supplements that have been independently tested, for example informed sport. And remember that taking a supplement does not make an athlete. A supplement does not replace training and there is no such thing as exercise in a pill. Thanks for joining me for another session. I'm passionate about equality in access to free education. If you find value in my free content, please help keep it alive by sharing it on social media and by buying me a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash thomas solomon. For more knowledge, join me at Thomas PJ Solomon on Twitter, follow at VO2 on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to my free email updates at vo2.com forward slash subscribe and visit vo2.com to check out my other articles, nerd alerts, free training tools and my train smart framework. I occasionally mention brands and products, but it is important to know that I am not affiliated with, sponsored by, an ambassador for or receiving advertisement royalties from any brands. I have conducted biomedical research for which I have received research money from publicly funded national research councils and medical charities and also from private companies including Novo Nordisk Foundation, AstraZeneca, Amelin, AP Muller Foundation and Augustinus Foundation. I have also consulted for Boost Treadmills and Goo Energy on their research and innovation grant applications. These companies had no control over the research design, data analysis or publication outcomes of my work. Any recommendations I make are, and always will be, based on my own views and opinions shaped by the evidence available. My recommendations have never, and will never, be influenced by affiliations, sponsorships, advertisement royalties, etc. The information I provide is not medical advice. Before making any changes to your habits of daily living based on any information I provide, always ensure it is safe for you to do so and consult your doctor if you are unsure.